Welcome to the Ruth Speaks podcast, a podcast specifically designed for the seeking believer who understands that the pursuit of God is not about perfection, but rather about strengthening our faith and commitment to the Father. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Keisha Robertson, and I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Now, if you will recall, over the past few podcast episodes, we have been discussing the topic of the body. And in that discussion, I made reference to four major components that I felt were essential to the overall health and well-being of our spiritual bodies. Those components being what we say, what we think, how we feel, and what we do. Intertwined in some of those discussions was a reference made to faith and how faith played a part in our ability to exercise any one of those four major components. And if you will remember, I actually touched upon the idea that I will be coming back to the discussion on faith in future episodes. So as we open up discussion on the topic of faith for today's episode, I just want to explore the concept of faith with you a little bit more and give you some thoughts or nuggets rather just to contemplate. Now, when we think about just the topic of faith itself and what faith is, we all know that it's not a tangible thing. Faith is not something that we can physically hold or touch. Rather, it's something that we can only demonstrate by what we say or do. It's a demonstrative thing. And more importantly, faith can only be proven by the result that comes from showing it. Or to say it differently, faith is proven by the consequence or result of our demonstration. What happens as a result of us demonstrating faith? What do we see? What is the consequence? What is the result? That is how we know that we are actively showing faith. Now, to take it even just a step further, faith by and in and of itself is the very essence or backbone of what defines a believer. We cannot believe without faith. If we have no faith, then we have no belief. If we do not believe, that God is who he says he is, then we have no faith. If we have no faith in the words that we read in God's word in the Bible, then we cannot believe. If we have no belief that God can do everything that his word says, that God will do everything that he may have told you that he would do by way of vision, through prayer, through sign, then we cannot have faith. And so, With all of that, essentially, I'm just reiterating to you the fact that faith in and of itself is the core of what a believer is. And where our faith lacks, where we have no faith, where we struggle with demonstrating faith, so too will we struggle with believing. So as we continue to talk about faith for today's discussion, as we open up discussion on this topic, I wanted to pose a question to you that will formulate the center for the discussion for today's episode. And that question is, are you actively faithing? Now, 
Before I delve further into discussion today, I want to first share a scripture with you that comes from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I'll be reading from the New International Version, and the scripture reads as follows. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Amen. Now, going back to restate the question that I posed a few moments ago, are you actively faithing? I chose to use the word faithing as opposed to simply faith because to me, and to reiterate the point I made a few minutes ago, to demonstrate faith, to show faith, these are demonstrative things. Faith is an action verb. It is something that you have to actively do. Faith is something that must be shown on as much of a consistent and ongoing basis as you are capable of doing. And so for that reason, rather than refer to faith in the sense of just using the word faith, I like to instead use the word faithing to add emphasis to the fact that it's an action thing, something that is ongoing, something that we have to do. So go back again to the question that I asked. Are you actively faithing? I want to pose it to you in a different way to help you with the contemplation of your response. And that is, what does it mean to you to say that you are demonstrating faith in God? So essentially, I'm asking the same question, but in a different way, because I really want you to give consideration to the thought or idea of whether or not you are actively faithing, whether or not you are demonstrating faith in God. So let's go back to the scripture that I referenced a few minutes ago. The scripture read, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. So when we think about the word confidence, because that word really stood out to me from the scripture, what comes to mind is what a confident person would look like. Someone that we think is confident is someone that stands steadfast, someone that is not easily moved, easily shaken, someone that feels assured in who they are and what they represent someone that is confident in whatever it is that they are desiring to portray or do. It's someone that exudes a level of just consistency that makes them confident. And so when we think about the scripture's reference to faith and how it is confidence in what we hope for, I translate that to mean that by its very nature, in the demonstration of faith, what we are showing is that we are steadfast and not easily moved in what we are hoping for. And that we are steadfast and not easily moved or shaking in what we are believing for because we trust in who God is. So when we think about the idea of what it means to have confidence and we translate that over to what that looks like by demonstrating confidence in faith, Essentially, what we are saying is an active exercise of faith, actively faithing means the consistent effort to remain in a place where you are not easily shaken or easily moved from a place of faith and that you continue to stand in that steadfast and self-assured in whatever it is that you are hoping for because you believe in who God is. And so 
as we continue to kind of parse out this scripture and move on further into the reading, I want to call your attention back to the use of the word hope. The scripture read again, I'm reading it again, that first sentence, or that first part of the scripture rather. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for, in what we hope for. I'm reiterating that. So when I read that, what that's telling me is that the use of the word hope, when we think about what it means to hope, what comes to my mind is the whole notion or idea of a push to continue to believe, right? When we are hoping for something to occur, we are pushing ourselves to continue to believe that it will actually happen. When I see the use of the word confidence and hope in the same sentence is the word faith, my takeaway from that by looking at the scripture is that not only do we have to remain confident that what we believe is true and will occur, not only do we have to remain steadfast, not easily shaken, not easily moved, and look and work to stay in that place on an ongoing basis. We also, when we look at the use of the word hope, have to continue to work to push ourselves to believe that it will happen. We have to work to push ourselves to stay in that confident place, that place of not being easily shaken or moved. When I look at that first sentence of the scripture, Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for. Or rather, when I look at the first part of that scripture, my takeaway is exactly what I just said, that it is our hope, the push toward continuing to believe in our confidence, not being easily shaken, not being easily moved, standing steadfast, standing assured that helps to keep us in a place of staying in faith, of actively faithing, of actively demonstrating our belief in God. And so to that point, what I want to reiterate here is not only the fact that we have to remain in that confident posture, that posture of being steadfast, not easily shaken, but that we also have to work to feed our hope in the process of actively faithing because undergirding our faith is the whole concept of hope, the belief or the push rather that what we desire will happen. That is the very essence of hope. And so one cannot have faith unless one has that undergirding of hope. One cannot exhibit hope unless one has that undergirding of faith because one can hope or believe or push toward a certain thing all they want, but without the requisite belief that it will happen, hope will die. And so I just want to reiterate to you that as we are actively faithing, it is important here, just to this point, that we work to feed our hope because without our hope, our faith will wax and wane as hope is the undergird for our faith. But even more importantly, without our ability to continually believe because the essence of hope is the push forward of the belief that it will happen without our our requisite 
desire to continue to believe, without our requisite desire to continue to exercise faith, hope so too will wane. And so I I always like to say that faith and hope are cousins, right? They are cousins. They are cousins that coexist. They are cousins. They are family. They work together. They have to be present. They're friends. You can call them best friends if you want. But I just want to drive in that particular point that we have to make sure that in our active faithing, in our desire to actively faith, that we are not only remaining in a confident posture, but also one that is hopeful. And look at the second part of that same scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. And it reads, an assurance about what we do not see. Now, it's interesting that, in my opinion, confidence and assurance can be used interchangeably. Now, because if you think about it, to be assured of something means to be certain, right? And when we're certain of something, one can make the argument that we are likewise confident about it. So if we just use the word certain to kind of expound on the whole concept of the word assurance being used in that scripture, what I take away from the scripture is that it is basically saying that we also need to be certain about the things that we do not see. Now, if you just pause for a minute, how is it that we can be certain about something that we don't see? What does it require for us to be certain about what we do not see? What would that require of you to be certain about something that you don't see? Or even more importantly, that you don't see evidence of. To not see it means, number one, two things to me. It means, number one, that you have to believe that it's there even when you can't see it. And also, number two, you also have to believe that there are no impediments or obstacles to it happening. So it's not enough for you to be certain about what you do not see. You also have to be certain that what you do not see will occur. So you have to believe in what's not present, but you also have to believe that what's not present is not hindered by something. And so in the demonstration of active faithing and looking at the scripture, not only do you have to be confident, that means not easily shaken, that means steadfast, you also have to be hopeful. That means continually pushing toward the belief that what you are hoping for or wanting will occur and assurance about what we do not see. Certain that what you do not see will also not only happen, but it will happen despite impediment or potential impediment, obstacle or hindrance. It will occur. So as we are sticking with the the idea that we have to likewise remain certain that what we do not see will not only make manifest, but it will make manifest in spite of what may be presented to prevent it or uh, deter it or not allow it to make manifest. And so as we continue to kind of delve into active faithing and what active faithing looks like, at its core, yet and still, is our underlying thought that God can do whatever is necessary, that God will do whatever is required, that God can make whatever occur or happen. And keeping with that idea, 
How is it that we can stay in an active faithing state? How is it that we can continue to work toward not only remaining confident or not easily shaken or moved, but hopeful, meaning we continue to push toward what we are desiring and certain that we will have even what we do not see, even what has yet to make manifest, despite point two, potential obstacles, hindrances, or other circumstances that would give us the impression that what we do not see will not occur. Just thinking about that last point that I made to you, how do you stay in this space? How are we able to continue to actively faith? I had to think for a second about the whole concept of what is it that we put our faith in? What is it that compels us to put faith in something? And the word that came to mind is trust. And so when I think about the ability to actively faith, and I think about the idea or notion that it is our faith that defines the very essence of what a believer is, what it all starts with is the ability to trust. And and quite frankly and quite simply, You will never put your faith in something that you do not trust in. Understanding that we will never put our faith in something that we do not trust in, it is as equally as important for a believer to not only be willing to believe in God, but before they can even believe, they have to be willing to trust. Because the act or idea of faithing, of being an act of faith rather, is rooted in the whole notion or idea that we will trust. If we cannot trust, we can't remain confident. If we cannot trust, we can't remain hopeful. If we cannot trust, we can't remain certain. We have to be willing to trust in order to exercise faith or actively faith or engage in faithing. And just to kind of tie all this up with the understanding or of the or the idea rather of are we actively faithing like just staying with that question, I just want to remind you that because faith is what defines a believer, we cannot forget that it is our faith that moves God to act. It is our faith that moves God to respond. It is our faith that activates God. And so we all know that the word says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Understanding that it is our faith that connects us to the belief that God can and will do. It is our faith that actually affirms us as believers. But undergirding even the faith is the notion that we have to likewise trust. And so while we are trusting, we are demonstrating faith. While we are trusting, we are actively faithing. So when the question is posed, are you actively faithing? Essentially, what I am asking is, do you work to stay in a state a belief, even when you can't see it, and more importantly, don't know when or even how, because your confidence in who God is feeds your hope that he will do it. So let me say that again. When I ask the question, are you actively faithing? What I am essentially asking you is, 
Do you work to stay in a state of belief even when you can't see it? And more importantly, don't know when or even how, I want to add the words, it will occur because your confidence in who God is feeds your hope that he will do it. Still, undergirding even that question is the ability to trust. Now, we know that as believers, our faith defines who we are. Our faith defines us as believers of God. Our faith dictates what we say, what we do, how we move. But even more importantly than that, our trust dictates our willingness to move, to say or do. Our trust demonstrates our faith. Our trust dictates our faith. We first have to trust God before we are even able to demonstrate faith in God. And then once we begin to demonstrate faith in God, it has to be an active and ongoing thing because once we take on the notion that we are believers, our faith has to continually demonstrate that that is exactly who we say we are because it is our faith that defines us. Understanding that in demonstrating our faith, our trust has to remain constant. Understanding that by moving in faith, we have to get to a place where we are confident, where we are hopeful, and we are assured that God will do exactly what he has told you, what his word dictates, and more importantly, that he is exactly who he says he is. So as I close out on today's discussion, you know, and and the question that I posed of, are you actively faithing? Are you actively showing in your words and in your actions that you're a believer? I want to leave you with a tidbit to chew on. I've already touched on it a minute ago when I said that our faith directly is undergirded by our willingness to trust. I just want to drive in that point a little more by just reiterating to you for further contemplation that we will never put our faith in what we do not trust. I don't know anyone who will ever put their faith in someone or even something that they do not have trust in. So while you are assessing whether or not you are actively faithing, The question that I want you to contemplate further as a result of today's discussion is, do you trust God with everything going on in your life? Understanding that your trust is what undergirds and feeds your faith and belief. That's it for this episode. God bless you. Keep believing, keep hoping, and most importantly, keep seeking. Thank you for listening to the Ruth Speaks podcast. Join us weekly as we continue to seek after God. If you'd like to fellowship more, please visit our website at www.ruthspeaks.org. Remember, to reverence God is to rest in Him. This program was produced by At The Helm Productions. We reverence.